Last time on the Bestow Curse podcast, our heroes narrowly avoided confrontation with the law and geared up before the next stage in their investigation. After tailing the escaped Jolstina Suspirio, Zazie the Imp returned with troubling news of Jolstina and Rolf's meeting with the Queen's Plague Doctors in the Hospice for Blood Veil Victims. Rested and rearmed, our heroes journey towards a confrontation with these evildoers. The Cursed Campaign continues now. How many shopping episodes are we going to do on this show? Too many because I like them. Well, we're on 50, we're on 50, we're on 56, and I think we've had three shopping episodes on this show. Just stop giving us gold, we don't need to go shopping then. No, no, Chris, we need more. (laughs) Look, I I enjoy them. We got great NPCs, Mm -hmm. it really brings life to the city. Yeah. Yeah, the, these these mall trips really bring life to the yeah. city. <laughs> it does feel like it. Hey, we got to be thankful, okay? Because there's some adventures we don't have a big city to buy stuff in. Yeah, we're true. we're very uh, uh, what's the word? Privileged. We're privileged. Yeah, here's the thing. Like, enjoy them in this show because if you listen to speak with plants, probably not going to be very many, very many shops. <laughs> no, <laughs> shops. You fools did not pick a monk to play. Yeah. I don't got to worry about gear at all. Yeah, in that show, I've got the only gun that's ever going to be in that show. Yeah. <laughs> we go to On a me. dwarf town eventually. Hey, spoilers. Uh, spoilers, sorry. So, uh, so the haberdasher wore two hats. Are you guys, you guys hat people? Hat wearers? I want it to be. <laughs> Explain that to me. I just sometimes you see people wearing hats and it looks very cool and like not just like you know uh uh plain plain hats but like fun hats and I was like yeah and I even I've even bought hats with the intention of being a hat person um yeah I, re- I recall I, a very wide brimmed hat you wore while we were cabrewing that uh, kept me from being able to see the entirety okay, of the I, you did, <laughs> and not once did you tell me that was a problem until like I said I can't see anything how much more clear could I be <laughs> I, I didn't know it was because of the hat anyways um, and then I took the, once I took the hat off uh, halfway through you were like oh finally I can see and I was like oh I had no idea the hat was a problem but anyways that's not even a hat. What I mean, because that's a that's a sun hat mm-hmm. that you do wear, uh, and I wear those those uh, sometimes. Um, but also, like people wear some. Sometimes people like look really good and wear these like, cool hats. And I wanted to, but I think they always look silly on me. Mm-hmm. Now I do have to wear like a baseball cap every day at work anyway. So baseball caps, like them, love them, no issues. But uh, wanted to do fun hats, and I just have not been successful. Steve, are, you're not a hat person, are you? Absolutely not. Mm. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, no, no. So I actually was never a hat guy until probably like six or seven years ago because that's when I started growing out my hair and I needed to keep it out of my eyes and my face. So I started wearing a baseball cap and then I got rid of most of my hair and my hair is, you know, a little long for a guy today. You know, it hits, you know. It'll it'll drop over my eyes and stuff if I don't wear a baseball cap. So I wear a baseball cap about 95% of my life now. 
Uh, and I have a whole bunch of different ones. Right now I'm wearing uh, one that I got off of, Et- not Etsy, um, eBay, because it is a promotional hat for the Batman mm. that was given to Little Caesars employees <laughs> to promote their uh, Batzoni pizza. So I'm wearing a Little Caesars, the Batman only in theaters hat. It actually looks pretty cool. But besides that, I often rock my classic uh, black and purple bear tooth. That's basically my go to. And then I have a hat that I wear in the car that I just leave in there if you I get, need it. Got a car hat? I got a car hat. Yeah, I got a car All hat. Right. It's light blue. Um, yeah, big hat guy, but basically exclusively baseball caps. Yeah. When and, you're, and mostly backwards. When you're so. I want, to, I want to know more about the car hat. When you're mm-hmm. driving, do people behind you, are they unable to see the road given the size of the hat that you're wearing? Well, it's not a problem for the people in other cars, but uh, yeah, if somebody is sitting behind me in the car, they have no idea where we're going. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Hats and convertibles don't mix. Mm-mm. Yeah, I, I'm a hat person, but I'm, I was kind of the same as you, Steve. Like I, I never used to wear hats in high school. And then when I finally grew my hair out for the first time, uh, when we worked together, I started wearing a hat just because it was like, I have curly hair and it gets to that point when I'm growing it out where it like, it goes out instead of down mm. for a while. Yep. And so I need a hat to push it down. <laughs> so I would wear a hat. And then I just kind of think the hat with long hair is an easier look than like tie- like pulling it back or anything. Yeah. Uh, putting like a bunch of product in there. Like, I don't want to do that. Right. Right. But then, you know, like I cut my hair short again and I find myself wearing a hat less, but I have my uh, paranormal investigator hat. Oh yeah. Which you is so many compliments. I, that hat. I've been asked if I'm an actual paranormal investigator so many times. <laughs> and, and every time I'm like, do you really think that? I can see it. If you say yes, you get you gain entry into people's houses. That's, that's kinda, true. That's, that's true. Yeah, I'm thinking about starting to say yes. Graveyards. <laughs> All you need is a business card. Private property. Yeah. 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 Asylum. Got to print off a couple business cards. And I have an old Notre Dame hat that like uh, mm-hmm. just beat to shit. Like I wore that thing for four years straight. <laughs> it's just like. Oh, you know what? I have one more. Well, I got Crumbling. I got a lot more notable hats, but I got a gym hat too. Oh, gym hat. Yeah. That's important. You got a gym hat, right? Yeah. Well, it depends or, on, it depends on, I don't, I don't exclusively wear one to the gym, but mm-hmm. I do think wearing a hat in the gym when you have long hair is important. Yeah. I, um, I do that. It's my HLP hat. So it's got the original like blood splatter HLP logo on it. Mm-hmm. And then I got, I put some pins in it. I think it looks pretty cool. I've got like a purple skull on there. And then, uh, that doesn't bug your head. No, hmm. no, they're, li- they're little pins, little tiny ones. It's just like a little piece of flair. Emily, Chris, are you, you have people now? I'm a- I mean, I've never seen Chris wear a hat. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like I wear a lot of hats, but I don't wear a hat. You know what I mean? I see. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of how I feel. I am more of a functional hat wearer, and I actually did make a hat one time. I crocheted oh. a sun hat, so uh, I do like to wear that one if I need to keep the sun off. And I wear hats when golfing, again, to keep the sun off my face. Yeah, And that's about it. Uh, a lot of the fashionable hats... Uh, they look weird on my head. What so. what hat would would each of you wear if you could actually pull it off? Oh, like if you could if you could pick any hat to wear that like you could 
if you were wearing it, you could pull it off, what would it be? Well, what would you wear? Can't just spring this on me. What would I wear? Uh, I think if I could pull it off, I'd wear a tricorn. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> All the time. I like that like outback version of the fedora that has the one side pulled up mm. that you that like, you know, maybe maybe like a someone from down under, like someone in the Relby family would wear. Okay. Um I think those are pretty dope, but there's no way I could wear that. I would look like a fool. Yeah. Yeah, same with the tricorn. It's just not in style these days. Oh, no, it's not. No. Yeah. I'm yeah, it faded saying. from relevance uh, a little while ago. A little while ago. Yeah. Hmm. I go with one of them, one of them, if, you know, assuming that, like, if you select the hat and then you're able to pull it off, like the, yeah, the, that's the what, wish that's makes what we're assuming. Yeah. yeah. Um, 10 gallon Stetson, baby. Damn. Oh, oh. Really? <laughs> I, was, I was thinking top okay. hat for a second. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a there's actually a hat maker that I I really enjoy, and all of the hats are awesome and very cool looking. But I don't know if it's a style. But they have she does like a lot of these what are called toppers, and they're not like full head hats. Oh, they're the like the little ones that have like a a clip uh, or something yeah. that like fit yeah. into like a larger very, hairdo, like very Alice in Wonderland. Yes, yes. Um, mm. Don't know if you can yeah, see that. Yeah. But yeah, they're like they're like a little accent piece. It's like a hat on a hair clip. They're mm-hmm. very cool. Um, I think I think those are fun. That's definitely uh, zero function. Oh, one hundred percent aesthetic. It's a hundred percent. That is fun. not even covering your head. Mm-hmm. I I want to change my answer. I want the one with the little propeller on top. Oh, uh, that's a good oh, one too. That's pretty yeah. Oh yeah, like imagine if imagine if you could with style. Wear the hat that's got the two beer cans on the side. Mm, yes, yes. That's a, that's a pretty good one. That's mm. so functional. I'd have to go with uh, one of those felt hats that has, and I, I don't know exactly what the style would be, but it has like a flat brim that goes all the way around. So keep a little bit of I sun off. Those. And then they're embroidered with like flowers or feather, mm, stuff like that. Okay. So it'd be fashionable if I could pull it off. Have you seen the those same exact like shape? But I've seen a lot of like Native American artists are uh, do that. They make them and they're like beaded. So they have a pattern, but they have those itty bitty beads Ooh. and they're like sewn in all the way around the brim. It's super cool looking. That would I've, be I've beautiful. always wanted one of those. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think the best answer is to be like this haberdasher and pull off a hat on top of a hat. Mm-hmm. That way you can have two hats. I think you could do a topper on top of the traditional hat. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could maybe pull off three hats that way. Huge increase in the degree oh. of like options you can wear, like the choices, the combinations. Yeah, yeah the combos. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking um, it would just be too unwieldy, but like one of those massive sombreros, if you could actually pull it off, oh, that's so yeah. much shade. Yeah, true. And you inconvenience everyone around you, <laughs> which is a huge plus. Yeah. But I digress. I think I think I need to... <laughs> I need to give out a hero point this time. This isn't a full refresh, is it? I don't think so. No. Yeah, you got to give one out. I think the full refresh is what? I think it's next time. 57? Yeah, because t- this one's divisible by four. So that means we'll, we'll have run through a, a stretch of four, and they should refresh on 57. Gotcha. Ooh, well, I think this one's going to go to Mir for defusing the situation last time. Uh, playing the dumb half work to a T. Appreciate that. And also for the, you know, I, I'll give myself a hero point for 
making you like old Hooktooth. Yeah. No, I do like him now. <laughs> she said as reluctantly as possible. <laughs> I didn't want to, but it's hard to not. I wonder if he's got any of them big old Doug Dimidome hats in stock. That's like a hundred gallon hat. Yeah. You could create water in that thing and be there for minutes filling that thing up. Take a bath in that hat. All right. Well, this one's from 10 Lawn Gnomes, a.k.a. Eric. It's relevant, I guess. You really going to let old hook tooth go uncontested throughout the city? You know his haircuts can't compare to yours. Where's the inspiration, the drive, the style? Channel that here and get back into the fight. <laughs> so relevant. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. Uh, so when last we left our heroes, they did a bit of shopping and Sazzy did some recon on where Jolstina had gone um, after she kind of slipped her binds and ran off. The party learned a little bit about the Hospice of the Blessed Maiden, mostly that, you know, the Grey Maidens know where it is. We're able to give you directions so you know exactly where it is, but you also know that... Uh, People don't really go in and out of it. Uh, almost everyone that's gone in has not come out healthy, and they're not carting dead bodies out of there. So something strange is going on. Sazzy had gone into the building following Jolstina and let you know that uh, inside there are several Grey Maidens on patrol, as well as the Queen's Physicians. And there's just like beds and beds of sick people inside. He also mentioned Jolstina going down. So there is potentially some sort of underground to this um, complex. And he mentioned seeing Dr. Devilus, who you all remember was like the, the guy addressing um, the Corvosan guard about the new policies. And he's like kind of the queen's head position and you guys kind of rested up at the Fordyce family estate and we begin the next day wondering what you're gonna do we're gonna try and go save my mom <laughs> okay. um, how? I, yeah how indeed I do believe before you guys head to the hospice there were a couple things that you still needed to uh, pick up this morning so some of the um, Diego had a couple of mutagens, and I think some of you transferred runes oh, that yeah. would be ready this morning. Um, so, assuming you do that, you know exactly where to head for this hospice. Um, and when you arrive there, you do see a... It's, it's kind of this large warehouse. You're surprised. doesn't look anything like a hospital situation. You see a main entrance, which is a large wooden double door here. Um, if you, I, I think, you know, you guys being resourceful adventurers might look around the building just to make sure that, you know, the front entrance is the only spot to get in. What you would find in that scenario is what appeared to be loading bays that have been like completely boarded shut. Uh, those look like the other, like the what would have been a back entrance. And it kind of, you know, past the loading bays, this place extends a little bit over the water, kind of like Relby Mercantile. So um, presumably 
you could have you could have like brought a ship up and there might have been like a loading bay over on that side but that would require you to kind of like get into the jagare and swim around uh which i assume you're not doing for the moment no too many jigsaws yeah, too many jigsaws yeah <laughs> they're, they're gonna keep asking if you want to play a game Ooh. Well, first things first, first, before we make a decision on anything, you guys want to drink, drink some anti-plagues? Yeah. Or drink a, a disease-ridden... Yeah, like a classic. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Those are on constantly. Yeah. With our our friends being able to make more mm-hmm. fierce yellow eyes. Yep. Just want to get it on the record. Yep. But, but what Vec is also going to do is as we're standing across... He um he does that cool move where you take out a bottle and put it on like lip it on something and hit the top to pop the cap off. Well, that cool move, opening yeah, the bottle, <laughs> pretty cool. When you when you pop the top off, I think it's cool. Diego um, Express says, "Damn, that was sick." <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, Vec runs his hands through his hair, looking all sexy. All right, well, we're going in. Could use a little extra luck. Bottoms up. And he's going to drink his Coca Corvosa, the Bravo's Brew Lesser. Nice. And Silky Anybody? thinks that is a great idea. So she grabs one as well and gives you a cheers. All right. And drinks hers down. Yeah. Sylvie twists the cap off because it's a twist off. <laughs> <laughs> it is a twist off. Very clear. I was going to say, I was considering doing the same thing. I think that'll be good um, since we got. Didn't we each get one from the one combat? I bought this. He bought. I one. also I know bought, you one. bought one. There was. Uh, a, there is one that is in my bag that I didn't yeah, buy. There that was, was a lit. combat that had, or there was a, there was a chest somewhere that had some. Yeah, just like there was also a dark vision elixir, invisibility potion, eagle eye elixir, moderate. Like I have those. I just was thinking I'd maybe use the Bravo brew unless someone else uh, that has less great will would like it, Diego. I don't know how your will is, but... Uh, I've got a 10 right now. I'm a 14, so would you like it? Ooh, I would love to drink that. <laughs> I will um, give that to you instead of me. Okay, so everyone just cracks open a beer in front of uh, in front of this warehouse. That's correct, yes. Smash our bottles on the ground. No. Put them in All the recycling are, uh, bin. <laughs> Almost everybody is respectful, <laughs> Vec. Throwing it in the river. (laughs) Throwing it in the trash in the river. I'm not doing that. I'll throw it in the trash. All right, then. I'm about as ready as I'll ever be, but I think we need to agree on how we're going to do this. I don't see a way in besides the front unless we're about to get creative. What do you think? What do you think, Vec, about using that charm of yours? Talk to him. I could talk to him. We just need to agree on what I want to say. Are we trying to get access? Just take a look around. Are we trying to meet somebody or find somebody who's come here? Everyone who goes here has to be sick, right? That's where they're sending everyone. This is true. So I don't know if that means we want to be patients or maybe uh, or disguise ourselves as people working here, potentially. We have some options. Have we seen anybody come in or out that is like a, a regular person that's not like some like a support staff or something i mean unless you've been like staking out the joint no you haven't seen anyone like this morning i don't think we're gonna be able to just disguise ourselves it's probably not a a large group of employees or they're probably all working for the crown we could 
try to disguise ourselves, but uh, I think then we might need to disguise someone else as being sick. I don't think all of us could be workers. Mm. Do you think they would allow extra help if we said we were maybe sent by the, the city guard to help make sure that the building is secure or to offer an additional end with the treatment? That could make sense, but they've got Grey Maidens patrolling the place, so it might be weird that we're not Grey Maidens. Mm. But Sylvie, you and I could be Grey Maidens. Mm. That is true. We... Wait, we need a costume. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna go buy a very specific full plate. I do not really want to take one from another person. That would likely be the fastest way, but... That has a lot of risks. What if we try to bluff that we are uh, associates of Rolf or Justina? Now that could be clever, unless they know to look for people matching our descriptions, of course. Uh, if, Jul- if Justina's already here, she's probably put the word out about us. Did Sazi follow Justina all the way in to here? <laughs> right, and she was, was she, wasn't she invisible? No, Seth. No, she just—he was invisible. She just his slinky had a thirty-seven stealth, so stealth no. around the corner, and you guys lost her. I'm aware. So she wasn't invisible, so like, if she's here, we might have to assume that they're waiting for us, or they know that we're we we're going to try to enter, and we might just go in, weapons blazing. How about this? We'll effectively do that. We walk in the door. Start asking a couple questions. If things are suspicious or they are immediately hostile, then we'll take the safety off and let it run. If maybe we can bluff our way in, try to say that we're looking to check up on someone's friend or family member, then maybe we get a little deeper. We could get lucky. It's at least worth trying. I don't suspect it'll work, but... I don't think that's a bad idea. Is it worth it, though, for us to to have any other sort of like ruse or we just gonna be looking for one person all four of us a a ruse as in someone's pretending to be sick or something else we got a disguise kit we could probably mock that up pretty easy aye that's exactly what I'm thinking because it would be easy for me to go in saying I'm looking for my mom but uh, and she was sick and taken here or something or it'd be easy for any of us to do something similar Mm -hmm. but right all four of us is a lot so we could even do it in batches like not quite batches but two of you, one one person being sick and one person helping that person uh, to get there and then maybe one other person coming in looking for a family member and then we've got one invisibility potion. We, we could do something like that. I'm quick with words. I can be looking for somebody or something for sure. And then we could have Diego invisible. <laughs> he, he stands out kind of the most. I do. That's true. As long as we are all somewhat close together when we uh, we enter, even if we're here for different reasons. I and then Sylvie and I, one of us could be sick. That is a good plan. I am not one that is the best with my words, but I can be a little sneaky. Most people don't believe anything I say anyway, so <laughs> I should be able to lie a little. All right, so, so just to recap, I don't think I caught everybody. Diego Invisible. With you. With me. And, I, and, and, and I'll be asking after somebody. Yeah, just 
maybe I'll, your grandpa. Yeah, or that, that's what I'll do. I'll be like, hey, I was cut off from the main when uh, old Corvoy, so I'm not sure if he got out and if he is he's sick, he might be here. That's what I'll do. Yeah, you do that with Diego close by, invisible to uh, protect you. I come in mere like basically bluffs uh, and uses her skill to do that um, to bring a disguised up sick Sylvie. One thing we should be mindful of when we do this, this this is a quarantine area, so anyone who enters, they're probably not going to want to leave. They might want to sequester us once they see that we're, we've maybe gone where we're not supposed to be. Right. I don't think the plan's for us to leave fast, though. Because we've got to get down. I'm thinking about, like, if they try to, like, separate us or say, like, you, you, you have to be sectioned off into these other areas. I don't know. It's it, like, I'm worried that we're entering a quarantine area and they're going to want to detain us or something because of that, too. Oh, I definitely yeah. think yeah. that's yeah. going to happen. Well, if they detain me, Diego, stay close because I will be right screwed by myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who wants to go first? Maybe it makes sense for you to go first, Beck. All right. I could do that. You and Diego. Don't be too far behind. Diego, let's go. All right, wait. Do we need to do anything to get Sylvie disguised up? Yes, we do need to do that. Which I, 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 I've got the... Could be a deception check. The disguise kit. I'm seeing if it provides any bonus. I think it gives... Yeah, it gives you a plus one item bonus. Um, Emily, do you get any sort of bonus to deception for like your your vigilante thing or should I just be doing this? I'm looking that up right now. I also don't have a hero point in the tank so all these rolls today are going to be as they come. In order to uh, kind of like change who I am it would be the bonus and things to detect me would be my social identity versus my vigilante identity mm -hmm. and that's not really what we're we're doing so I think you're probably the best person to help disguise Sylvie alright well hold still there Sylvie gotta replicate some rashes I just had a few days ago see if I remember how they look and I'm gonna roll a deception check plus one item plus bonus plus one item bonus well not great it's gonna be 17 total okay going in let's roll sylvie is going to just in case they try to take our weapons she has her gloves of storing and she is going to take out uh the uh potion of resistance that she had and put her rapier in there so she's not without a weapon nice sweet good yeah, I mean, I assume everyone besides maybe Diego is going in without their weapon drawn. Right. I'm going to have my, like, war razor. Well, it's a war razor, but it's like, you know, my barbershop razor on my hip, basically. Right. What are you doing about Gakin and Figgy? Oh, yeah. Great question. I could just unmanifest Gakin. It's not like he factors into combat that often. Okay. Mm -hmm. Figgy, I was, I was thinking it made sense if he just still with me but I know that's not I don't really know the best way to go about that I guess yeah I'm not sure like what what do you guys recommend with Figgy like he is important in combat yes. <laughs> do you think we could get away with my pet's sick <laughs> put some rashes on him 
He's a support animal, right? Like a seeing a seeing eye badger. Oh yeah, you're gonna yeah. put a put a uh, vest on him. Yeah. Would he wear a, a little harness? I mean, yeah, if I told him to. He might be a little cat-like where they fall down for a minute, but... <laughs> well, I, like, I, I don't think this is insane. I mean, it's a badger, so it is inherently weird. But, like, yeah. you're you're not, like, impersonating an official or anybody specific. Like, if you walk around with a pet on a leash, like, that might be a little odd, but I don't think that's, like, oh. shattering to the deception that we're trying to pull off. I think it's kind of unrelated. Hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. I mean, how many people are walking dogs into the hospital, though? <laughs> I mean, people do it. They shouldn't, but they do. <laughs> guys, 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 guys. Okay, the clandestine cloak that I have, it does allow me to get an extra, like, deception. Like, I get bonuses to impersonate forgettable background characters such as servants. What if I am noble Sylvie's, you know, like, hand, ladies maid or whatever, right? Taking you because you're sick and your hair matches Figgy. This is your pet, and you are not allowing them to be separated. Like like a purse badger oh. that you have to carry around. Yeah. Oh yeah, purse accessory. badger situation. Yeah. Yes. yes. I think this checks out. I think like you have can play the uh, the the spoiled noble pretty well. Yes. Like, and you need you need uh, you don't want to stay without him. And honestly, the the noble angle too could be like why you're like you're barging and like I'm sick, you have to treat me or something mm-hmm. like that, like the you, special privileges type thing. I was planning to use the fact that I'm like I was gonna pretend to be like your lady's maid or servant or something because one that kind of already makes sense, and two, I'm less likely to be allowed to be separated from you because yeah. I that is my job is to be with you. And maybe the fact that Sylvie's not from the wealthiest of the noble families would make sense why we're coming here instead of just paying someone to, to treat her. Right. It's all coming together. Okay. Okay. And we may not have to worry about this if uh, Vec and Diego completely bomb the first <laughs> wave of the plan. Absolutely. I'm thinking we're going to be the ones who mess up. And so that's why I want you to go first. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so we doing this thing? We're doing this thing. Okay, I think we've planned enough for a situation that doesn't really require that much planning. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah, this is the the tabletop way. (laughs) This is the way. If you fail to overplan, you overplan to fail. Yes. Okay, so uh, we're going to open the door in front of Diego here, uh, assuming Vac is actually the one opening it and uh, moving inside. Um, What you see, well, the, the first thing when you open the door uh, you just get this like whiff of strong alcohol and medicine uh, that kind of like floods this whole dingy reception room across from the entrance you see a long wooden desk beyond which uh, is a stained leather curtain covering an archway Uh, and you can kind of hear the muffled sound of like sick people moaning uh, issuing from the room beyond, but the the leather does a pretty good job of like mm-hmm. of stopping the sound. You hear a couple people hacking and uh, and sitting in in like these chairs, um, waiting. And a burly looking nurse with a um, with a mask covering her face, presumably to uh, stop the spread of disease. Uh, briefly looks up at you and then nods towards a uh, book sitting on the desk. All right, so Vec moves up to this desk and the book. How you doing, miss? Um, 
this is the hospice of the Blessed Maiden, right? Am I in the right place? Yeah, you are. And, and notably, he's also got his face covered a little bit to show that he's also using his right PP and everything. Mm-hmm. I, I was hoping maybe then, if I'm in the right place, that you could give me a hand with something. I'm an, a citizen of Old Corvosa, but I was visiting a friend when the curfew went up, or rather the, the quarantine. I've, I've got an elderly grandfather who I think was on the other side, and I can't get over there, so... I need to know if he's okay. If he was sick, he'd be here. So I was wondering if you could help me find out if he's here or not. Read through the sign-in book. If his name is in there, then he's here. All right, let me take a look. And he's going to start flipping through the book. It's like over 100 pages long at this point. Um, Ooh. All right. I'm about to, I'm about to start wilding. So he stops like towards the back end of it. There he is. He's here. He's here. And he's pointing at a name. It, it's not his grandfather's name. I, I think I, un, unless somebody shares my grandfather's name, I, I think you're treating him. Actually, he, he must have come down with the plague. That's horrible. It, and I'm, I assume it doesn't say like their status or anything. It's just that they're no, they checked in. signed in. Um. Can I, can I see him, or would you be able to let me know how he's doing? If we don't allow for visitors, unless you'd like to be quarantined with the rest of the people in here. Well, what if I am quarantined, and if I'm not showing symptoms, will I be able to go? <laughs> quarantine means quarantine, sir. You be, you'll have to stay here if you pass through that curtain. Well, on one hand, I don't want to be in quarantine, but on the other hand, I do want to get through that curtain. Curtain, curtain. Um, I'm, I'm just so terrified, miss. He's all, he's got to be all alone. His mind's leaving him. I really should see. And if that means I need to stay with him, well, that's what's, that's how I was living anyway. I, I'd like to check in on him if I could. Make me a uh, diplomacy check. All right. Oh, that's cocked. It was looking pretty good. That's better, though. That's a 31. Whoo. Okay, with a 31, she kind of drums her fingers on the desk, and she looks kind of, like, exasperated, like she's had this conversation with multiple people already. <laughs> the best that I can do for you is I can get you an audience with Dr. Davilus. He can tell you the status of your relative... If you can send to a Grey Maiden escort up to him, then you will not have to stay here. We do not have beds enough for well people to be lying here, taking up space. Okay, this is where I want to go, but I'm worried about getting separated from the other half of the party if we do this. That's what I was going to say. I feel like it's about time for uh, Sylvie to be walking in uh, on kind of mere helping support her in a weakened state. <laughs> yeah. Just to be clear, one option still is to walk through the curtain and just stay in quarantine without the escort, right? Like you walk in and like you have to stay there now. Is that still a viable thing? I mean, she's not going to let you sign in unless you're sick, basically. Gotcha, so gotcha, like, gotcha. Okay. So I've got yeah, because they don't have enough beds is what she's saying. Mm-hmm. So she's giving you an option to get the status of 
your grandpa without you staying here. Yeah. She sighs an even more exasperated sigh as she sees an animal come walking in. <laughs> Please sign in in the logbook. We'll get to you when we get to you. Sylvie looks around the room and is frowning and she crosses her arms. I cannot believe this is where they are sending me. How can this be the case? And she just is frowning and looking angry. Uh, Mir will then... Excuse me, ma'am. Uh, what is it? I'll, I'll, I'll sign her in, but is there any way that we can start moving her uh, to, to a location faster? Then we have checked in everyone in this waiting room. Then it will be her turn and we will let her in. Does this make sense to you? I, it does. Uh, I'll, I'll sign us in right now. Uh, the sooner you sign in, the sooner she will be helped. And then Mir's going to go up to the book and she's going to sign in. And she's going to use a fake name uh, and has to write down Sylvie's actual name. Sorry, Sylvie. Uh, and <laughs> what, then, name? what name? What name are you putting? Uh, I don't know. Georgia Peach. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're signing yourself in? Oh, yeah. Ma'am. Why are you signing yourself in? You'd show no signs of sickness. I'm not actually going to be allowed to, to be separated from her. And You're I've been going with to her have nonstop. to be separated from her? I've that been. is the way this works. We do not admit well people. Oh. I actually woke up with a bit of a tickle in my throat, too. And I've been with her nonstop, and she's ill. Make so. your deception check. You likely already have it. Exactly. <laughs> That's the point. Oh, I want this one. And so I get an extra bit. I get a plus one item item bonus if I for trying to be a servant. So there's that. And then my normal plus nine, and then I get an extra like plus two if I'm if, trying to be clueless. I wouldn't say but I'm not to be clueless here. Right, that's what I said. But I'm not. Um, but I did already just roll really well. So twenty four. Twenty four. Does pass. Uh, because I believe it's against my perception DC. Okay, well, we can't guarantee your beds will be side by side. You're going to have to take whatever bed is open. Uh, once again, we will get to you when we get to you. Um, sir, you, you did not uh, state whether you consent to the escort up to speak with uh, Dr. Devilus, uh, but uh, please either make a decision there or leave this waiting room before you actually do get sick. Alright. I want to play into the entitled rich person thing coming from Sylvie and be like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I would like to speak with Dr. Devilus. He's in charge of this, right? The best of the best, the best doctor. He came from outside Cheliacs, right? He'll know. And so the, the thought is that like Sylvia will be like that. That's the person that needs to take care of me. So try to get everybody together. Yes. Sylvie does perk up to that. And she uh, she walks up closer to the front, uh, the front desk. You know, that is that is good information to have. If I am going to be staying here, I need the best care. I must see him as well to make sure I receive the the top medical care possible. Okay, make me a diplomacy check. It, unless you want to be intimidating, you could you could use intimidate. I guess you could threaten her. 
Ugh. I mean, rich people threatening people. What a shock. Yeah, that wouldn't be <laughs> surprising, yep. but Sylvie is better with deception than she is with intimidate. So she's not going to threaten anything other than just being annoying. Okay. Oh boy, that's a 27. Okay, 27 also passes. This woman is like, just, you know, she, she's trying to like let people in one by one. Uh, You guys are making a stink here. Uh, And she just kind of throws her hands up in the air. Fine, I will go get Dr. Devilus and I will go get uh, your, a few gray maidens to take you up there. This is ridiculous, and I do not get paid quite enough for this. Um, and she kind of, she, she like, peeks back in the curtain, calls out to some of the Grey Maidens, and then slumps down in her chair here. Uh, and about five minutes later, um, several Grey Maidens come to escort you upstairs. There are... Four maidens escorting you. Diego, I imagine you're just kind of like staying close. Yes. So just pretend that the the gray maidens are escorting you because I want to get you to a final location, but I I don't wanna um I don't wanna cheap you guys out by not letting you see what you're walking through, because uh this will give you a better lay of the land. So you walk through this next room. And, uh, you know, once you pass the curtain, you can really clearly hear, like, the coughing and the moaning of the sick people here. The warehouse's vast interior has been converted into one gigantic sick ward. The stench of alcohol, sickness, and waste chokes the breath, and light or tight rows of uh, low-stained cots cram the stone-floored hall. Every bed is filled with a pitiful story. Men and women of all walks groaning and wheezing as they're consumed by blood veil. They're suffering multiplied by the echoing chamber. It's like 50 beds in here. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, so there's a ton of beds in here. And in here, you do see two gray maidens and a couple of physicians in their beaked masks. You are led to another room here with a staircase up and taking the stairs. Sorry, I gotta gotta put my boy in here. You are led to the top of the stairs and you see that the rough functionality of the warehouse below gives way to beige tile and whitewashed walls on this floor. Uh, Double doors engraved with images of rampant gazelles stand to the south. Their once fine teak bearing obvious scars of chips uh, from rough use. You see standing in this room, three of the queen's physicians, two gray maidens waiting to receive you as the other four kind of leave to go back to their posts. And you see a man that you remember, Dr. Devilus. Let me show you guys his art real quick. So uh, Dr. Devilus is kind of a bookish looking man with a rapier at his side. Um, And he's wearing kind of not a traditional lab coat, but a longer brown jacket. Um, You are free to approach into the room as he greets you. 
Ah, uh, so I've been told that there was a disturbance downstairs and uh, you would all be meeting with me. I am uh, Dr. Reiner Devilis, uh, the Queen's head physician. Apparently, whatever business you had downstairs was so important, you needed to bother me during this plague. Well, out with it. What, uh, what exactly do you need? Well, I assume you would walk into you'd be yeah. in the room yeah. at this point. I don't want to be next to these plague guys. And we don't necessarily need to pick a fight with this guy, right? Because we're just we're still just trying to get below into the basement, right? I mean, well, we don't we don't we think so, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're pretty sure. So yeah, I don't want to pick a fight. Yeah. I also think I don't know if it'll. I think it might end up being inevitable. Yeah, but. <laughs> That's not what we're trying to do. Continue the current ruse. Yeah. All right. We could, if you wanted to continue to like ask to look for someone or I could ask for like a tour of the facility if I'm going to be treated here. Mm -hmm. Right. We can, I I think we can either achieve both. Do you want to start or do you want me to? I do. I think you have better charisma. So I think you're the best bet. I only have a gotcha. plus eight to deception and a plus eight to diplomacy. All right. Dr. Devilos, it's it's so good to see you, to, to meet you here. I hear you're the best of the best. And um, the nurse downstairs told me you might be able to help me uh, find my grandfather. Um, I'd, I'd been cut up from him with the quarantine and old Corvosa, and it turns out he must have been sick because his name's in the log. Uh, what was your grandfather's name? What name did you read? Rex Lionheart. All right. He um, pulls out a logbook, uh, flips a couple pages. Dead. Uh, dead? Yes, dead. When? Two days ago. Uh, this is this is horrible. It is a shame. The, no one is safe from blood veils. That's why we're trying to cure it. I... Uh, I need, I need to put him to rest. Where's his body? Burned. Like all the others. Uh, what about his possessions? He had a, 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 a locket that was of great importance to my family. Mm, that's quite unfortunate. If he had been brought here by family, we could have um, made arrangements for the locket. But if it wasn't materially valuable and just sentimentally valuable. I'm sorry, but it probably burned with him. Oh, but but it was materially valuable. Uh, crafted by fine dwarven <laughs> artisans in, in the Five Kings Mountains. He was quite a traveler, actually. A man of adventure. That locket, it's all that he has of his great quest to save the dwarves. As interesting as all of this is... <laughs> You can bring it up with uh, the front desk and uh, Miss Tortoise will speak with the Grey Maid and see if they have any such locket. Um, do you have proof, identifications, that you are next of kin? You'll be able to provide that to them downstairs. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I can show them whatever they need to see downstairs and um, if, if I can describe the locket before I see it, you know? Uh, that'll at least prove that I know what I'm talking about. And I'm not just trying to grave rob. Okay, well, uh, is there anything else? You know, this this information is not giving me much 
confident that your ability to to treat all the patients here. I do not want to discredit your ability because I'm sure this uh, this disease is quite difficult to treat. Because of that, I would like a tour to make sure these facilities are appropriate uh, for someone of my station. With a flash, he reaches a hand out, grabs your wrist, and smudges oh. the makeup that you have there because you, you are far below his DC to recognize that. I don't think you're in a place to be making demands of me, faking sickness to get into this place. In fact, I think we may have to get you escorted off the premises. Do you have a death wish? Why exactly are you coming into a place full of the sick and dying, impersonating one of them? Who could have ever <laughs> The plan was really good until it wasn't. Yeah. Do we want to keep lying? Sylvie could say she really was just, she wanted to find someone. It seems like a, a thing a, 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 an eccentric noble, like royal could do to like, if I'm going to get sick, I'll let me see what the facility, yeah. I don't know, I don't know. Sylvie doubles down on her, on her <laughs> lie. Okay, make me a deception check. Ooh, with a 17, Sylvie says, ah, you, uh, you got me there. I... I have not contracted the sickness yet, but I know it is coming. I need to see what 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 all of this was about before I get shoved here by my aunt and uncle. Uh, well, with a critical failure, <laughs> uh, there was no way to succeed. Yeah, yeah. the uh, the good doctor's eyes kind of darken. You and I both know that's not the reason you're here. What do you know? Is this where we say it's up? <laughs> Come clean. Can we trickle uh, truth? <laughs> yeah. I do want to see if he's complicit in whatever they're doing with these bodies. I don't know if there's a mention a we've, way to. We have, we've heard people are coming in, but no one's coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Should someone other than Sylvie pipe I got up? you. Okay. All right, Reiner. The jig's up. We've heard about some pretty nasty stuff that might be happening within these four walls, and we wanted to know if it were true. You say you're burning bodies, but there's no smoke over this facility, and I doubt there has been for a while. So where are they going? Uh, what are you kind of using here? Are you trying to be diplomatic? Yeah, my diplomacy, that, that was a little pointed, so I think you could argue intimidation, but they're the same. I'm going to try and... Uh, appeal more to his better side and hope that there's some good in him with a diplomacy. I'm not going to try and push him. And all things considered, I did pretty well. That's a 31. Okay, that'll be your initiative as he turns to the ladies. Say no too much. Kills him. Well, my man Reiner is no good after all. I didn't think he was. <laughs> no. But so, now we know it. It's time. All right, Savek, we're using your 31 for initiative. What would Mir get? Is it just perception? Yep, just perception for the rest of you. Okay, let me roll it. Oof, 20 total. 20. Uh, how about Diego? 16, low roll. And then Sylvie? Also low with a 15. All right, well, 
Someone has to be at the bottom of initiative. <laughs> uh, so at the start of the turn, it's Vec. All right. Well, as Dr. Devilos commands all these people to attack, a lot of us are clumped together. Basically, our entire party is right by this door with the doctor right by us. We're also close to two of these surgeons. But a little further into the room, there are the two Grey Maidens and a third surgeon. And as they move to start attacking us, Vex Vex looks over at them and shouts, don't even think about it. And what he's doing is as his first action, trying to pull off and intimidate on the closest Grey Maiden. Okay. See if I can get her frightened here. Oh, yeah, baby. That is going to be a 34. Okay, she is frightened. All right. Yeah. And then he's immediately going to follow that up. He holds out his left hand and casts a burst of yellow gold energy around the three of them that are a little bit further removed from the combat, though not far away. He's trying to calm emotions, see if we can't kick them out of here or rather shut them down in the combat, at least for now. So I need a will save from all three of those players. This does have the incapacitation trait. So if somebody is higher than a creature level four, their success is one better. Okay. Do my frightened lady first. That's a 25. That's a success. Okay. Do the next one. That is a 20. That's a fail. And then... Nice. Let's see. Down the corner. What's his will save look like? Oh, higher than Greg Maidens. Uh, 27. 27 is a success. So I don't know what their levels are, so I'll just say success and failure conditions. Success condition is a minus one status penalty to creatures' attack rolls, and I can sustain this, but a failure, creature can't take hostile actions unless they're subject to hostility from another creature, in which case it ends. Okay. One shot down. That's big. Hey, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not sure, you know, if the incapacitation worked or not. Uh, we'll find out very soon, I think. We'll find out very soon. <laughs> it is Devilus's turn. He goes invisible. Great. And moves. It is the daring gray maiden's turn. Frightened and with another minus one. Still moves up to Sylvie and attacks with an intimidating strike. So she's going to attempt an attack here. Uh, what type of um, modifier is the is the yeah. penalty? Calm emotions mm-hmm. status. Okay, so it doesn't stack with frightened. So she's just making this at a minus one. A dirty 20 against Sylvia, I don't believe hits. That does not. Um, so that is her full turn because that intimidating strike is two actions. Next will be the grand surgeon who's going to spend one action attempting a medicine check against Figgy's fortitude DC. Oh boy. Uh Uh-oh. Ooh, not very good. Uh, 20 against fortitude DC. Okay. I guess I'm just going to do it again, since there's no map applied to that. Uh, an even worse roll. 
Uh, he's just going to attack Figgy at this point. <laughs> That's a 20 against Figgy's AC. No. Good job, All Figgy. Right. Right. All right. It is the professional gray maiden's turn who cannot take hostile actions. Yay! Yay! Um, <laughs> so, instead of taking hostile actions, she is going to raise a shield. Where is her shield? She raises her shield. She moves up. Uh, and that's going to be her turn since she can't do anything hostile. This upbeat surgeon is going to move to be next to Sylvie, is going to attempt a medicine check against Sylvie's Fortitude DC. All right. That was a 25 against your Fortitude DC. That succeeds. Okay. He has activated an ability called Medical Malpractice. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Which just gives him extra damage to hit you. Or like when, okay. when he hits you. So now he's going to attempt to hit you. And a natural one. He does oh, I... not. You haven't acted, so you can't do your thing. Sucks. I hope he's got good malpractice insurance. He's, <laughs> he's, he's bad at even doing that, too. <laughs> okay. Mir, it's your turn. Okay, it's Mir's turn. And she is going to immediately draw her war racer. Is that in a full action in this? Yes. Yep. Okay, that's what I figured. So she's going to draw that. And then um, she is going to start off doing a classic because I've got a very solid line right here uh, with this crazy and grand surgeon. So I was going to do a classic of scatter scree. Hmm. And so I need uh, reflex saves from both of them. I got a 24 on the grand surgeon and the crazy surgeon has a 20. Okay, the 20 will fail, um, but the Grand Surgeon with the 24 will succeed. So uh, you'll take uh, 12 damage on the crazy one and uh, 6 damage on the other one. Okay. And then Figgy will act on his own to, uh, you know, bite the guy who just attacked him or attempted to. Okay. Who, had, who just attempted medical malpractice. <laughs> mm. Yep. All right, that's 11 on the die for 22. 22 will hit. All right. Let's see. Figgy got some uh, 11 damage. So that uh, Grand Surgeon has now taken 11 plus 6 damage. So 17 <laughs> total. And that's everything because that's three actions for Mir and one action for Figgy. Gotcha. It is the Crazy Surgeon's turn. The Crazy Surgeon will step up, attempt medical malpractice on Mir. Probably does not get it. 20 nah. against your fortitude DC. And then is going to make a melee strike against you. Natural 20. Oh, oh no. It's okay, though. It's only 10 points of damage. Okay. Now, had he got his medical malpractice, it would have been a lot more damage. <laughs> <laughs> and you would have you got a claim, too. That's, so that's damage good. later. Yeah. Uh, that is his turn. So it's Diego's turn now. Okay. Diego is on kind of the west side of our group, right next to the first uh, frightened gray maiden that's moved up. So he, still invisible, is going to rage his maul, brimming with negative spirit damage now. And so from invisible, I'm going to try to take a strike out 
at this gray maiden. Okay, so she'll be flat-footed to this attack. Flat-footed and frightened. It's about a hit. Woo! 17 on the die. That goes oh. to a 32. <laughs> oh. 32 is a critical hit. Yes! Ooh. Oh, my gosh. So flashing out of nowhere, just bringing them all down on this lady. Let me get that damage. That is low damage. Oh, I'm not I'm not, I'm not raging right now. I have to actually turn that on. Uh, What's the extra die on the... Uh, it looks like six extra negative damage total. So 12 on top of that. So you just drop 12 in the chat there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And the mall has the knockdown trade as well too, or the crit specialization because I'm raging. So she's also now prone. Jeez. And Dude, so, you just came out of invisibility yeah. like a truck. True, true. Some vigilante justice being delivered. <laughs> so while that gray maiden is now prone, I think I'm going to try to attack again. Oops, sorry. She's not invisible. So. 19 on the die. Dang. Uh, yeah. 29 total on the second hit. Because she is prone, that is another crit. No. Oh, my God. I will. Oh, uh, so she dead. This is a peak turd for me. I don't know if I'm ever going to roll better than this. Let <laughs> me see what this critical damage looks like. 40 points of, of bludgeoning and negative damage. That's incredible. Cool. And she's double prone now. <laughs> yeah, she's she's dead. So I guess dead is the more prone form of prone. <laughs> even even proner. She's proner. Yeah. That is my my very successful turn. Okay, Sylvie, you're up. Now that the gray maiden in front of her is taken care of, her attention is turned to the surgeon that uh, used medical malpractice on her. I don't think she's gonna want to let the surgeon be around long enough to actually sue them. So she's going to take matters into her own hands. Okay. She grips the air essentially with her as she's wearing her gloves and her rapier appears in her hand as a free action. And she attempts to tumble through the square of uh, this bottom surgeon, the upbeat surgeon. All right. Give me that acrobatics. That is a only a 24. 24 succeeds. Yeah. All right. She tumbles through and ends up on the other side, clearing the way uh, for potential flank. Okay. You are in panache and he is flat footed to you. That he is. Sylvie is going to attempt to trip this enemy. Her first action, the athletics to trip as she tries to kick out his legs. Ooh, that is a 31. 31 is a critical trip. Yeah. Give me a d6 of damage. Ooh. And uh, this is marble damage because the room that we're in has marble tiles. Oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a little, a little Unfortunately, he resists marble. No! <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> uh, that's three points of damage. And now it is a prone surgeon, knocked his head on the ground. And with her final action in a state of panache, Sylvie is going to do just a regular attack. Okay. Oh my goodness, that's a 29. 29 is a critical hit. Yes. yes. Beautiful. 
Oh boy. Is this the plan working? Is the plan continuing to work? The plan be working. <laughs> Good thing we overplanned. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's all paying off now. <laughs> all right. That is 41 points of damage. And because Ooh. this is a fearsome weapon, uh, the target becomes frightened one. Amazing. And, oh, I guess it's already flat-footed, but it would be uh, flat-footed until the start of my next turn due to the <laughs> sword specialization. I love all that. He's been very oh. dead. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love hearing it. You know, for, for an enemy that's not level two, that would be really cool. Ah, uh, darn it. Mm, uh, yeah. It was very funny because I saw you looking down and, like, trying to find all of your notes, and then I also see the little skull pop up on, on it, and I was like, <laughs> She, she just she's going through this for no reason really I was so excited <laughs> I know uh, that, that does sound like your turn he dies afraid though mm-hmm. and it is Vex's turn now great well we have two hostile surgeons still in the room we also have the gray maiden uh, as Vex first action he rather first two actions he's going to electric arc the two surgeons okay. who are still there so I'm going to need reflex saves from both of them First one's going to fail with a 15. Second one, I don't know if that's a crit fail or not yet. No. Uh, second one is, has got a 21, which sure. is a tweener. That's a, those are both failures. Okay. So I rolled pretty crappy on my D4s. That's going to be nine points of damage total for both of them. But hey, that's not bad. Then as a final action, he's going to look over to the Grey Maiden and sustain that spell. We can clean up these surgeons, then figure out what we want to do with her after that. Okay. At least that's the plan. Let's see. Uh-oh. It's maybe an invisible person still here. Uh, Vec, what is your uh, reflex DC? Oh, dear. Reflex DC is going to be 22. Okay. Uh, you've been critically tumbled through. Oh, no! Ah, you feel something pass you, mm-hmm. and then you hear footsteps going down the stairs. I think that's the doctor. He just went past me. I think he's trying to run. And I mean, he's gonna he's gonna use his full move. So um, he down. <laughs> You've killed one gray maiden. Uh, how about this grand surgeon? Is he alive? Yes, he is. Barely. He's going to step into the flank. Medical malpractice, Viggy. No. Does or, that have the uh, manipulate trait? Uh, I don't think it does. It's a single action. Let me check. Uh, no, it does not. Okay. Good looking out, though. Like an interesting. Yeah, it's kind of like a it's kind of like a study target. Gotcha, thing. gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, let's get that medicine. There we go. How's a thirty-three? In exact critical, actually. Nice. It does have a critical effect. Uh oh. Even more extra damage. And then I will strike against a flat footed figgy. Butthead. Natural one. Oh. <laughs> uh, and he's just gonna. That's his turn because he stepped into it and he medical malpracticed you and then he attacked. It's a shame. It is the professional Grey Maiden's turn. She's going to move down here. 
Open this door. Oh no. Oh no, I can't see anything. And leave through it. Sylvie at least saw her open the door and go through. Yeah, to, to me and I think most of us, she just kind of disappeared into a corner. I didn't even know there was a door there. Mir, it is your turn. Uh, great. I do believe Mir's gonna just attack uh, normally, like no spells or anything, uh, at the crazy surgeon first. The crazy surgeon? Yeah. He's wild. <laughs> Let's see. It's a 13 on the die for a 25. 25 is a hit. All right, let's see what damage there is. Uh, that's uh, six on the two dies for seven total. Okay. And then she's going to try and do a second attack now. Okay. It's a seven on the die for 15, 15 so that's not going to do it. Not hit. And then her last action is to command Figgy to uh, bite one of them, like the grand one, and then claw him or the crazy one. Okay. Who are you attacking first? The grand. Oh, natural one. Mm. Dang. Because right. you've been malpracticed upon. <laughs> now he's going to try and claw at that, uh, the the grand one as well. Okay. Now that's an eight on the die for another 15. So really just did not roll great. Nope. Diego. Did the crazy surgeon already go? I think he's in front of me. Oh, sorry. Yes. It's the crazy surgeon's turn. Uh, the crazy surgeon is going to... Attempt to malpractice Viggy. Let's see if he can. I think that might do it. 27 against your fortitude DC. Yeah. Okay. You've been malpracticed upon, and he's going to strike out at Figgy with a natural four. Oh. We'll miss. Yep. And then we'll attack one more time. Well, the cool thing about these creatures, though, is that like we've got great fodder for our next intro banter topic. We can talk about medical malpractice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, 23 against your flat footed. That'll hit. Okay. This is going to be 8 points of damage. Oh, I see. Now we see what that malpractice do. Yes, now we see what it do. Diego, you're up. Okay. Diego is going to step into the flank if he can with Figgy against this grand surgeon and looming over him he's going to growl why don't you practice medicine on someone your own size and i'm rolling a strike it's like this badger is closer in size to me than you are sir i know <laughs> i don't i don't want you to practice medicine on me one of my party members instead <laughs> oh four on the die is not gonna hit for a 19 yeah it is oh <laughs> all right Oh my god. Oh, almost close to close to max damage. 28 points of damage. Yep, he had four hit points left, so Ooh. you got him. Awesome. And then he's just gonna look over at the next one and just roll an intimidate check on him after okay. doing that with the the blood and gore of the other one still marking his maul. Seven on the die is a uh, twenty-one to intimidate. Twenty-one does intimidate. Wonderful. That's my turn. Okay, Sylvie, There's one enemy standing. Sylvie moves to the enemy and she attempts to tumble through and come back to the square she's at since there's no possibility to flank. Okay. Ooh. Is there a reason you're tumbling through? You're already in panache. Uh, just to make it flat-footed. Ah, I gotcha. That is a 33. Yep. <laughs> All right. Sylvie's in panache and these... These surgeons have been falling pretty quick. 
So she calls out to the surgeon, why don't you let me take a stab at it? And she shoves her rapier forward with all of her weight, doing a confident finisher. Mm-hmm. Do I want to use my hero point on this? Or that no. Okay, oh, no. 21. 19 hit before. Yeah. Yep, that's a hit. All right. Give me some damage. That is 25 points of damage. Oh, yeah. That's a that's a dead guy. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> and with the first bodies of this place hitting the floor, I think we'll continue the curse campaign next time. Woo! Yeah. The Bestow Curse Podcast is a Hideous Laughter Productions show. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Curse of the Crimson Throne is copyright 2016. Curse of the Crimson Throne and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo Incorporated and used with permission.